Hello, and welcome to BMW Pod, the ultimate podcast about all things BMW. My name is Mark, and today we're going to be talking about how to pick the ultimate sports sedan. But before we get into that, I just want to remind you that you can always support us at patreon.com slash BMW Pod, BMW P-O-D, um, to get episodes early, to get exclusive content, and to get access to our Discord channel where we can have lots of exciting discussions about BMWs and how I'm wrong about everything. Um, so yeah, patreon.com slash BMW pod, join up. We'd love to have you. Okay. So sports sedans, sports sedans are the kind of vehicle that got me into cars. Well, technically the car that got me into cars was a sports coupe, the 335i X drive. However, the sports sedan now is what keeps me interested. The sports sedan is kind of the quintessential icon, in my opinion, of road-driven performance. Not just performance you take to the track, but performance you take to the work, or to your work, right? Performance that comes with you everywhere, to the grocery store, everywhere. It's, it's about the joy of driving mixed with the practicality and the reality of everyday life without going too far towards any extreme. So it's not a roadster. It's not a coupe. It still has more seating space. And it has some trunk space. So it's reasonably practical. You can carry five people if you have to. However, it's not an SUV. It doesn't have a lot of headroom as compared to a SUV. It doesn't have a large trunk. You can't easily fit like a bunch of dogs or something in the back. It's it's generally a smaller vehicle compared to the SUV. And while the sedan came first, the SUV is what's dominant in today's world. It's, it's the, the most culture, culturally important vehicle type uh, today, except for like trucks and such, um, as far as like volume goes. Now, in the market of performance sports sedans, there are a few of them, but not all of them are necessarily worth your time. And I want to break them all down, break down some of their pros and cons, and my opinion on each of them. And ultimately, that's going to lead to which should you buy? Um, for this particular one, I want this to be a little bit more of a conversational style. So I'm not going to be like reading off a script, which I do sometimes because I like my things to be polished. Um, for this one, I really want it to be more of a conversation. Um, I'm not necessarily trying to prove that the sports sedan you love is is terrible. Or that the sports sedan you hate and think is awful is the best thing ever. That's not my point. I'm just trying to give you some context onto the market and to what things might be best to spend your money on subjectively based on the things you like in a vehicle. Um, so that is the angle that we're approaching this from. We're going to be mixing luxury with um, consumer segment. We're not only going to be talking about BMWs, Audis, Mercedes, Genesis, and whatnot. We're, we're going to be talking about other brands too, um, because I think it's it's important to have that other context um, to sort of have a have a um, have I guess a a comprehensive look at the the segment as a whole. Now, I want to be clear that when we're talking about sports sedans, we're talking about sedans with sporty intentions. We're not necessarily talking about the highest end versions of these vehicles. Um, I think that actually would be a separate conversation because there's much less choice in that regard 
in most markets um, for a purely sporty driving intention vehicle, um, like such as an M3 or an RS4 or RS5, um, uh, a Mercedes C63. I think that's a separate conversation. Um, I'm talking about the more terrestrial sports sedans. And so in BMW terms, that would be the 330 to the M340. Um, while the M340 is an expensive vehicle, it isn't out of the realm of understanding for a um, luxury vehicle. So let's talk about it. Now we're going to start sort of at the least expensive end of sports sedans, and that's the Honda Civic. The Honda Civic in its current generation, well, in its previous generation of the generations, you can get the SI model. Um, that came out in 2017. And this is the car that, in my opinion, has no rival, really. Um, this is the best car you can purchase for roughly $24,000. It's it's not even close. It's it, there's, no, there's no competition here. It's, it's the best. And if you're looking to get into the idea of a sports sedan, even though it lacks rear-wheel drive and it lacks some things that you might expect out of um, a sports sedan, the Civic Si has plenty of technology. It has a manual transmission. It has enough horsepower to learn how to drive a car with more than average power. It has excellent hand handling. It has a limited slip differential, performance tires. It's an excellent car to learn how to drive quickly to learn how to drive in a spirited manner there's nothing the civic si does poorly aside from its approach to a volume knob i cannot stress enough if you do not have a lot of money to spend on the civic si it is one of the best cars to purchase oh, sorry if you do not have a, a lot of money to spend on your first car but you need it to be new or, or recently owned the civic si is just an excellent choice um and if you can afford the civic type r it's everything I just mentioned, but a little bit better. Um, the A lot better, really. The Civic Type R is also not a sedan. It's a hatchback per um, just the way that Type R has always been. Now, moving up, we're going to talk about the Subaru WRX and the WRX STI. The 2020 and the 2021 Subaru WRX started about $28,000, maybe thirty, depending on um, where you're looking. That said, the WRX for just a little bit more money is, in my opinion, a better all-around vehicle. It doesn't quite get the same fuel economy as the Civic, um, but it, it has all-wheel drive, it has more power, and in my opinion, it's more fun and it's more representative of what a sports sedan, sports sedan is supposed to be. It has plenty of power, plenty of torque, and most importantly, it has all-wheel drive launches so that you can actually really learn how to drive um, a little bit more advanced of a drivetrain um, than the Civic might have. Not Again, not to say the Civic is bad, but personally, I prefer all-wheel drive. If you hate all-wheel drive, well, don't get a WRX because it, it's all-wheel drive. And all of these things get turned up to 11 if you, if you get the WRX STI. Um, I think the WRX STI, while insanely expensive, is a really neat little hot hatch type thing. I love the wing. It looks so silly. Um, and I love Subaru's commitment to the all-weather sports sedan and the all-weather sporty driving experience that only they're really providing in their segment. It's really impressive, and I really, really like it. Um, 
and and I think it's it's definitely worth your time if you're if you're in that market. Now, the Audi S3. This is a entrant in the luxury space, um, but it's similar to the size of the WRX. I don't like the Audi S3 very much. It's not for me. It's so front wheel drive bias. I just struggle to have any fun with it because the car doesn't feel like it wants to let me. It wants to do Audi things and I want to do sports sedan things. I want to hang the tail out safely. I want to do these things and Audis don't feel like they were built for that. However, that's a me problem. If you want if you want a very quick sports sedan for not a lot of money and with a nicely appointed interior that isn't huge, I want to stress that the, the Audi S3 and generally the Audi A3 series doesn't ever feel big. And that's a real plus for it. It feels mm-hmm. like a small, tossable car that handles well enough for what it is, has decent fuel economy and plenty of power, especially for a younger buyer who who really shouldn't be driving with, with you know, 400 plus horsepower or anything like that. The Audi S3 makes a great case for itself in that respect. But for me, it doesn't have the kind of fun and engaging experience that I would prefer. Um, within that same respect, the BMW 2 Series, the 228i and the M235i, uh, fit that same bill, except again, they're front wheel biased and they're not even really sedans. They're like weird hatchback things, um, like grunk hoops. So I'm not going to include them in this segment. They're an honor, honorable mention. I've talked at length about that car. So you can, you can hear what I have to say in that episode, just search BMW pod M235i and you'll, you'll be able to see what I said. Okay. Moving along to the, t- to the Kia Stinger. The Kia Stinger is an excellent vehicle. It is big. It is heavy. It has very strange looks. But at the end of the day, it's an excellent sports sedan for not a lot of money, especially if you're purchasing it. This is not a good car to lease. Uh, I found that out when I tried to lease one, and it was like $900 a month. That's insane, actually. Um... But if you're able to get a Kia Stinger, especially a GT, rear or all-wheel drive, it has an excellent engine, the um, Kia Hyundai Group 3.3-liter twin-turbo V6, or sorry, the turbo V6, um, making making 365 horsepower. It's, it's an excellent motor. Um, it's fun to wind out. It, it's got plenty of torque. And while it doesn't sound amazing, right, it just has kind of V6 noises, um, it has excellent driving dynamics, an excellent interior, and overall, it's just an amazing car. And if you don't like the way it looks, but you're okay spending a little bit more money, you can go up to the Genesis G70. The Genesis G70 is such an amazing car for one reason. It's a Japanese rear-wheel drive biased vehicle with a manual transmission in 2021 that you can buy new. You can get this car with all-wheel or rear-wheel drive and a manual transmission for not that much money and at least is better than the Kia Stinger for what I believe is a nicer vehicle. And then you can step up to the automatic rear or all-wheel drive version of the G70 with the same 3.3 liter engine And you have a genuine BMW competitor 
rear-wheel drive, plenty of power, plenty of torque, a decent six-cylinder. Well, it's an excellent engine. It just doesn't sound great. Um, with all the amenities, an excellent interior, and I highly recommend this. I highly recommend this if you're perhaps shopping for one of the ones we're going to talk about later, the Infiniti Q50. Um, this is an excellent alternative to buyers of that who want something a little bit more upmarket and maybe a little bit nicer on the inside as far as like technology and interior appointment. Okay, moving along. The Dodge Charger. Um, yeah, this isn't really a sports sedan. It is because I, I, I have to give it the fact that it has a 300 horsepower V6 as standard. Um, and there are lots of V8s by by way, you know uh, V8 engine options available. Um, the problem is that even with V8s, I don't necessarily believe that it's really a sports car or a sports sedan. It's more of a muscle car with four doors. That said, if you're looking for that, it is the only real four-door muscle car available. It has tons of power available up to like 840 horsepower. It's a monster. Dare I say it's a it's a demon. Well, no, you can't get 840 horsepower in the in the charger. But regardless, you, you can get like, I believe, 800 with the red eye. Like you can get plenty of power um, on a Dodge Charger. And I think it deserves a spot at the top of this list because it is a sporty sedan. Um, I would argue that it isn't a sports sedan, but it is a sporty sedan. Okay. Alfa Romeo Giulia. This is the ultimate car of or the official car of, yeah, okay, sure, I'll, I'll try that. The Julia is an excellent looking car. It's one of the best looking cars ever produced in the past 10 years, in my opinion, in the sports sedan segment. They basically took the BMW 3 Series and Italianized it. You can't see the gesticulation that my hands did there, but, but they did. It's a much, much, much prettier version of the F33 Series, in my opinion. And... I think it drives better as well. It has better steering feel. It handles just about as well. And it looks excellent. It's a great car. The only problem is that for the terrestrial version of this car, whether you're getting rear or all-wheel drive, there is only a four-cylinder engine op available. And I don't think that really cuts it for the segment this is in. Everything else is available in six cylinders, making varying amounts of power, and this isn't. It's only available in a four-cylinder, or a uh, V6 that makes uh, 500 plus horsepower. But at the, at the point where you're doing that, you're, you're talking about a different class of car. Uh, you're talking M3 class and not necessarily um, 3 Series class. So, so for that reason, the Alfa Romeo Giulia is an excellent pick if you're okay with a four-cylinder. I think this is definitely a better pick than the like previous generation BMW or Lexus or something like that. Speaking of Lexus, the Lexus IS was redesigned for 2021. It's excellent. It's really good. Um, it uses it uses all the things you'd expect. Nothing new. No turbos. No nothing on the on the 350, which is what I'm mostly referring to. Um, there are a few engine options, a few different transmission options, a few different drive lines. And all of them are competent. It's Lexus. It's going to last. It's going to have a really nice interior quality with subpar technology and subpar infotainment. That's what you can expect from a Lexus. But if you like how it looks, if you like how it drives, it's probably kind of in a class of its own because of the reliability. Volkswagen Jetta GLI. 
Um, it's the GTI sedan. You don't see a ton of these um, because I think the GTI is a better car. The G GLI is not great on the inside. Um, it has a horrible sound system. I, I don't recommend it. I'd get a GTI. Um, this car is on this list, but again, the Civic SI is cheaper and just better um, at everything this car tries to do. So, so for that reason, I I think I, I don't give it much of any uh, kudos for that. The 2020 and 2021 and newer Toyota Camry and Avalon TRD. Um, these cars exist and you can buy them. I wouldn't, but you can. They have six-cylinder engines. They have TRD body kits. Um, some, like, really minor performance upgrades. Um, and they look pretty cool. They they look pretty cool. Um, so if you want a Toyota Camry, you want a front-wheel drive car, sure, go for it. I, I don't see anything wrong with it um, for, for what it is. I don't necessarily think I would want one at all. Um, but it's it's a thing you can do. Audi S4. The Audi S4 is an excellent car, along with the A4, which is also a sports sedan. It shares the same issue with the S3, except it's less tossable. It just has that Audi front-wheel drive engine hanging over architecture, so it launches like a bat out of hell. It digs in, but it doesn't really handle the way I'd want my sports sedan to handle, and I don't, I, I don't really value that. I'd rather have the S3. Um, and I, I think the S4 is is sort of a weaker entrant in this segment when compared to certain other things, especially considering how expensive they are. Okay. Lexus GS. Um, yeah, this is a nothing car, really. Um, if you need a big car, it can be good. The GSF is is a genuine sports sedan. It's it's fast, it makes noise, it's rear-wheel drive, but it's old. It's kind of anemic at this point for what it is. And I don't really suggest it unless it's like, unless you want a naturally aspirated V8 and that, that's the one. Mercedes-Benz C-Class, fat no from me. Big fat no from me. I don't get much enjoyment at all from the C300. However, the C45 and C63 AMG models absolutely provide plenty of fun to be had with their powerful six and eight cylinder options and upcoming four and eight cylinder options um they're solid cars they're not known to be very reliable um so have fun with that but if you're willing to look at a um especially a pre-owned example that's taken its depreciation hit these are excellent value cars and um the c43 in particular is a really good entrant into the luxury sports sedan i would just stick away from the C300. I don't think there's much to offer. I don't think it has anything to do with really being a sports sedan. Um, I've driven a lot of them. I just don't like them very much. Okay. Mercedes CLA is an excellent car for the current gen. The previous gen, not so much. But the current gen is an excellent car, and I, I really like it, actually. Um, it has tons of power in its AMG version. And in its non-AMG version, it's just a nice entry-level, well, upper entry-level luxury cruiser. I absolutely recommend it. And same with the A-Class. The A220 and the A45, or sorry, A35 or A45 AMG, if you can get one, they're all excellent. They're good price points. 
They've got plenty of power all around. The AMG models make AMG noises, do AMG things. They're they're fun. They're really fun. They're really good. Just make sure you're ready for the maintenance. That's all, all I have to say about that particular model. The Infinity Q50, along with the 3 Series, I have one of these. Um, it's, it's good. It's fine. Um, it's the official car of... Yeah, it's it's fine. I have a lot to say about this car, but broadly, um, all of the engine options available for the current model are excellent. There's a six-cylinder twin-turbo, and then there's a 400-horsepower six-cylinder twin-turbo, and they are both excellent. My only gripe with this car is that the infotainment is ancient. Thankfully, after like five years, they finally put Android Auto and Apple CarPlay in the 2021 models. It's much better, so if you're doing that, if you're getting one, Try to find a 2021 if you can. If you can't, of course, well, you can't win everything. Um, they make a really nice GTR noise. I really like the way the Q50 sounds. Um, just no matter what you do, stay away from the, the Q50 2.0 liter that was available previously. The 3.7 liter and the 3.5 liter hybrids are not available anymore, and they're both fine. Um, but I think the Q50 3.0T and 3.0S are both excellent cars for the price, and I recommend them to people who can get them at a lower price than Sticker or who can lease them like I did for not very much money. Acura TLX. It's a good car. Um, it, it's, it's a good car. I, I don't think it's a very good sports sedan, but as a sporty sedan... I think it succeeds quite well. Um, the Acura Type S that's just coming out now is an excellent sports sedan, um, but I don't think it's the best or anything. I think it has some genuine problems uh, that I think they need to sort out, and I would love to talk about that in a later later video. That said, I wouldn't necessarily buy the TL the rush out to buy the Type S right now. Um, because I still think there are better options in the price category. The only reason you would buy this, in my opinion, right now, is if you're an, a Honda guy. If you're a Honda guy, Honda girl, Honda person, and you really want a new Honda sedan product, this is the one. Um, it, this is this is the one. Honda knows how to build a car, and they, they do an excellent job, and this is an excellent car. But it's still very Honda. So, so don't expect a BMW competitor in that regard. Um, if you go in with your expectations at the right place, I think you're 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 all set for that. Cadillac CT4. I have actually no opinions. Um, it drives fine. I, I have no problems with how it drives. It just doesn't. Uh, it doesn't really like. It's not really a sports sedan, even the like the one with the big engine and the cool four cylinder, the dual volute. It just it isn't quite the level of sport that I would like it to be for a sports sedan. I think it focuses a little bit more on the Cadillac-ness of it, and that's okay, but it's not for me. If it's for you, I understand. Acura ILX, stay away from it. I this car is nothing. It's 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 a worse Honda Civic. Just get a Civic. Um I'm sure there are stands of this car, but I am not one of them. I don't like it, and I think you should not buy it. Tesla Model S. Um, it's not a sports sedan. It's a sedan that is capable of sporty things, but it's not a sports sedan. It's it's big, it's heavy, and it really it's fast, but I don't think it has real sports sporting intentions necessarily. 
I would say the plaid mode and the plaid plus are sports sedans by technicality um, and capability. But I, I, I'm not, I'd have to drive them to find out if the spirit of the sports sedan is there. Um, but if you're, if you want to buy a model S, you're going to buy a model S. I, you don't need me to tell you that. Um, Tesla model three, it's not a sports sedan. The model three performance is top five sports sedans. If you're in at all interested in an electric sports sedan and you can't wait for the BMW, this is the one. The Model 3 Performance has amazing steering, amazing handling, tons of power, and a boring interior. If you want a no-frills, no-hassle sports sedan that will do 3 seconds to 60 all the time in any weather, Tesla Model 3 Performance for like $52,000 US is the one to get. Um, it's, it's an excellent car. It's a bargain and you should absolutely buy one if you're in the market for a sports sedan at that price range. It's, it's a great car. BMW three series. It's the King. It's the benchmark. I think it is the best. It isn't the, well, I bought one, a 330. You, we know this, but I, it's the best for a couple reasons for me. It's rear wheel drive architecture is unmistakable. The 330, 330E, and M340 all handle the way I remember a sports sedan handling. The best handling ones, in my, well, sorry, the best handling feeling ones are the 330s with the sport, or sorry, with the M Sport Pack to get the variable sport steering ratio. Um, excellent driver feedback, excellent car control, and excellent balance. BMW proves again that balance is important. And um, I'm absolutely in love with the with the G23 series. That said, um, it's not going to be the best for everyone. There are more comfortable cars in this segment, the Audi rides better, the Mercedes rides better. And um, I would I would not suggest the BMW to somebody who's only looking for a comfortable experience. The BMW isn't the best at that. Um, for me, for performance driving and fun, the M340 and the 330i are unbeatable in this segment. Um, but I know I know not everyone's going to agree with that. Um, now, my number two pick for best sports sedan. This isn't in order, but it's my number two pick. The Porsche Taycan. The Porsche Taycan is a sports sedan through and through. Excellent steering, direct, real Porsche feel. Rear rear wheel drive is available, like actual rear wheel drive, or all wheel drive that is rear biased um, through dual motors. It's available in every skew for every possible person. It's excellent, and and <clears throat> it just has that Porsche that Porsche level of quality. And um, tightness that you want in a Porsche and a sports sedan. It, it, it really is one of the best in this segment. The problem is it's just ungodly expensive. But if you're okay with that, I can't see any reason to buy anything else, especially if you're looking at an electric car. The Porsche Panamera is the same if you want a gas car. I don't have much more to say about it. I don't like it as much, but... The Taycan is a great car. Um, the Audi A7 through RS7 aren't going to count on this list because those are flagship cars. I think the A and S7 are barely sports sedans. They are sporty sedans, but they're not sports sedans. So I don't 
I don't really think they're going to get they're going to get my pick or anything for this list. The Audi e-tron GT gets um gets a mention here, but I haven't driven one yet, so I don't know. I imagine it's just like a Taycan, so if you like Audis and you want that badge, you should probably get that. Um but yeah, that's my list for all of the sports sedans. So let's come to a conclusion. Um my conclusion is that there we're going to do three categories. Best overall, best based on a sporty driving preference, and best based on a preference for a luxurious ride. Now, best for a luxurious ride, in my opinion, and again, I want to stress, it's just my opinion, I think the C43 AMG and the Audi S4 are tied for me. They're extremely comfortable, very compliant, very easy to drive over any terrain, and they're absolutely my pick for the most comfortable vehicles in this segment. Um, I I think the BMW 5 Series, which I'm I'm not counting as a sports sedan, which makes me sad, but I I would only count the M5, really. Um, the 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 Audi S5 and the C63 or sorry C43s or oh my god C43 AMG are definitely the most comfortable of the ones that I've driven so far and I I think they're they're the ones I would want um for a comfortable and easy drive now for a sport sporty oriented driver who who is looking for a car that is mostly about fun and driving dynamics. I would go for the BMW 330 with M Sport specifically, the M340i, or the Genesis G70. The Genesis G70 definitely wins my pick for um, the best alternative to the BMW, uh, especially because of that six-cylinder engine. Now, um, best overall. Which one is is best at doing everything? And that's so easy. Porsche Taycan. The Porsche Taycan does everything well. It handles well. It's fast. It's comfy. It's 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 easy to drive. But I can't give it the comfort category or the sporty category um, because it doesn't apply to everybody. It's it it is best overall. It's best at everything. Um, and I I don't I don't want to give it other categories that then it makes everything else pointless um so yeah now there's one car that i'm leaving out of this because i think it's kind of the odd duck and i i don't want to i don't want to like like diss it or anything but i think it fits in a weird space and i don't know what to do with it the volvo s60 the volvo s60 is definitely a sports sedan but the reason I haven't included it is because it sits in a weird space where different S60s are different levels of sports sedan. And the more you spend, the better of a sports sedan it is. Um, the S60 T5 is not a sports sedan. It, it just is not. Um, the T6 is. The T6R design is even better than that. The T8 is kind of sort of um but i don't think the t8 is necessarily even really it, it wouldn't be my pick on a sports sedans list at all however the s60 t8 polestar engineered 
is one of the best sports sedans available on the market today. It has Olin's dampers, which are descendant from the gods. They're adjustable by hand, and they are amazing. I wouldn't say it's the most comfortable of any of them, but it's so adjustable that you can set it up for all sorts of driving situations, and I absolutely adore that car. I adore it. And it, it has a unique drivetrain. It makes unique noises. It has amazingly comfortable seats, an amazingly comfortable interior. It looks really cool. And it's overall definitely, in my opinion, the most unique both technologically and conceptually of any of the cars on this list. And it deserves a spot all on its own, I believe. It, it has amazing steering. It stops hard. It handles well. My only knock against it is I wish it was a little bit more rear wheel biased because it, it's not. It's front wheel biased. Um, but it's an excellent car and it's an excellent sports sedan. And I would say that if it wasn't for the fact that it lacks a little bit of, of it, it lacks the engagement, I believe, of a rear wheel drive or rear biased vehicle, I would place this car higher than the BMW 3 Series. Bad infotainment aside, bad whatever. It's an excellent car and I absolutely love the Volvo S60 Pol Recharge Polestar Engineered. Excellent car. Um, so yeah, that's my list of sports sedans that you can buy today in 2021. Um, and I hope this helps you if you're in the market for a sports sedan. I didn't, I, I, I'm not just telling you which one you should get, so I'm sorry about that. Um, but yeah, I hope you got something helpful out of this. This was really fun to do. Thank you so much for listening. Remember that you can support us at patreon.com slash bmwpod. My name is Mark. Have an excellent day. Bye-bye.